Everybody, so we have a really special guest with us today, my friend Tamike Ogugwa. Now, Tamike is an actor, he's a father, he is a super thespian, which I feel like is different from an actor because theater actors are like a different, whole different breed. As um, he's also a TV actor, he's on uh, Power, which is one of my new favorite series. I'm sure I'm gonna see if we can squeeze some spoilers out of him. Tamike, what's up, brother? <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Nothing much. So first, everybody that comes on I Know I'm Crazy podcast has to tell uh-huh. us why they are crazy. So you got to tell us, why are you crazy, Tamike? Why am I crazy? Uh-huh. Um, I am crazy because I am a glutton for a rejection. Oh, an actor. Okay. So, you know, let's talk about acting because, you know, I don't know if everybody who listened to this knows, but I moved to New York originally to become an actress. I thought that I was going to be like this famous TV star. But then when I went on my first audition, audition, I was like, damn, you are so bad at playing other people. Like, I was like, it's so like It was it was terrible. So you can do it. Um, I'm you know, I'm not sure you have fabulous friends that can help. Yeah, you know, I do. I mean, I took a couple of classes, and they told me to just stick to modeling. That you know, I was like, so yeah. So then stick to radio. So radio has radio has actually earned me. Like I worked in radio for seven years. I have this podcast now. Then I'm still doing on on air work here in New York. So you know, it kind of worked out. You know, it's not the okay. path that I chose. So you're a sucker for rejection. Yes. Let's say um, in the average month, how many times are you getting rejected for acting jobs? Wow. Um, you know what? You can't even quantify that number because um, if you've been in the business as long as I have been, mm-hmm. then you realize you're being rejected when you don't even know you're being rejected. <laughs> um, and, how, and how do I, and let me explain that. Let me write that down for those that um, are like, what is he talking about? <laughs> okay, so when your agent or your manager submits you for a role to a casting director, um, that casting director actually, you know, has the option to bring you into the audition and give you an appointment or not. So out right. of thousands of submissions, only uh, the casting director only chooses a handful of actors to be seen for that role. So that's like, you know, being rejected when you don't even know you're being rejected. But I guess it feels better though, because you don't really know it. Like you, you just, you don't know that you got passed over for this Colgate commercial or for whatever job. So before right, we, you get, have into, a before we uh-huh. get into the, the family dynamic, cause I have a million questions about that. I see the photos with you and okay. your beautiful baby girl. So let's talk about power. Now yeah. I watched the new episode the other day and um, by the time this this podcast airs, then hey guys, if you haven't seen the final season of, of Spoiler, then I do have some. Uh, I'm sorry, the final season of Power. Then I'm about to say some spoiler stuff. So, and what what episode aired last night? Uh, what Sunday night? What was it? Episode three or four? Uh, I believe that was four. Okay. And uh, yeah, that was four, and um, things popped off. 
Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen episode four, then just you know skip past this part, people, because we're I'm about to talk about some stuff. <laughs> so I was so upset to see that Proctor. That's the attorney's name, right? Was yeah. Name I was so upset Proctor. to see that Tommy like blew holes, like he blew him away. He blew his ass to smithereens. Yeah. Um. You know, I actually haven't seen it yet. Oh, um, so I just spoiled it for you. Oh God. Oh God. No, no, no. You know what? Because I know what happens at the end of the series. Because oh. those are the episodes. I so, um, did you, you sign in? Did you sign a non-disclosure? Meaning, like you can't tell us what happens? Yeah, I can't. I, I can't say anything. So, um, just, okay, can you, you just know, tell it's, me? It's like, it's I didn't go kill Tariq. I didn't go to kill Tariq. Please just blink if they go kill Tariq. Damn, man. Okay, I don't so know. you know, <laughs> I know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I I just can't stand that kid. So what? Ooh. Where where are you in the series? Because we're episode four now. I think there's only two more episodes to go, right? No, no. So we have um, there are fifteen episodes this season. Fifteen. Oh, one. Five. Wow. Y'all are really gonna drag it out like this? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh no, it gets even better because what happens is um, the first ten will air. There will be a, a mid season break. Oh. And then in the new year. The final five episodes for air. So we have we're gonna have to wait until twenty twenty to see what's gonna happen. Oh, this is bullshit. This is pissing me off. Yep. So when did yep. you make your debut in the series? Um. Well, I actually made my debut during season two. I actually um have yes. a great scene with uh, with Tommy actually, um, okay. where I'm instructing him to take off his cherished uh, necklace, and I have to repeat myself. And um, at that, so up to that point in the series, no one had seen Tommy get talked to the way I get to talk to him. I basically mm. curse him out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tell him to like, get because right. You know what I mean? Tommy um, is a psychopath, sociopathic, narcissistic killer. Like he's not right. a good person. If you know he. Right. If, if you guys know anything about, you know, you guys know I love studying mental illness and all the personality disorders. If you watch Power, then I am telling you. Once you learn Tommy's personality, he is a psychopath because he has no regard for human life. He's a narcissist. Um, he's straight up murderer. He's a liar. He can do that without even blinking. And he has mommy issues. So I'm going to say he has a little bit of borderline personality disorder. Like, y'all, that's me diagnosing Tommy's character. Um, mm -hmm. So do you appear in any of the uh, upcoming episodes, the ones we haven't seen yet? Yeah, so um, I'm in episode 611. And the final episode was 615. Damn. I don't know what the sixes mean, so I'm just going to assume that you mean uh, so that episode season 15. Six, oh! Yeah, season six episode, whatever. So what just aired on Sunday was episode 604. Okay, so then... Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so you're in the, not the next episode, but the one after that. So let's, right, you so know, I've, since... Yeah. You I'm can't really give us any spoilers, so I mean, we can just move on from power, because I mean, I just... <laughs> I mean, I want to know something. Oh, you know what? One thing I noticed, though. Okay, how tall are you, Tamika? I am six feet two inches tall. You're six two. So yeah. most of the actors, they appear that they're tiny. They're like they're really short people. All the actors I know um, in real life are really short. Omari, how, Omar, Omari is about um, five, five nine. eleven. Is he? He's maybe about five eleven. If you might be five, you know what? 
See, when a man tells me five nine, I automatically I mean when he tells me five eleven, I automatically know for a fact he's five nine because he's adding in the heels <laughs> and the socks and his hair. And I've stood next to Omari. I'm five six. It like and he's I mean, he's not like a, a tall guy, but you're six two, so you no, stand over everybody. Yeah, he's not. Um, because you know, um if you remember if you've seen um, you know, season four, I'm I'm the CEO that actually handles Ghost and I lock him up and the whole thing. So yeah, yeah. I actually spent an entire an entire day with Omari, just me and him most of the day. Yeah. And, um, Isn't he a nice he person well. though? Uh he's the most up he's the utmost <laughs> professional. <laughs> Man, that dude is nice. Yes, he's very professional, yeah, he, very straightforward. He's very professional, and he really helped me on set with a lot of the uh, the technical things because he, um, being that he is the lead on the series, you know, um, he was guiding me a bit um, in terms of, you know, camera angles and that whole thing. So he, yes. he was very helpful. So he like he's like an on-the-job trainer, too. He's like, listen, that, that, you rarely find that on set because back when I – thought I was trying to act like I was around those people and not everybody was nice and pleasant or would help you. I, I'm going to say this. I was an extra when I was in Atlanta one time. My agent was like, oh yeah, you're close to Atlanta. Why don't you go over there and be an extra on um, Tyler Perry's show House of Pain. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Okay. It was like, this was 2013, 2012. This is a long time ago. Okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. And we get there and this little guy, I guess it was one of the PAs, um, Production assistants, for those of you that don't know, he was like, hey, everybody, Mr. Perry's coming in. Just do not talk to him. Do make, do not make eye contact with him. Do not bother him. And I was like, oh, God, this is real. And that was, I guess, no reflection. On, oh, and they made sure that we called him. If we were near him and had to say something, make sure you called him Mr. Perry. So, you know, I was like, well, damn. Well, well, damn, I guess you got to do that when you get to that level to keep people from bothering you while you're working. But I had, that was my first time ever seeing something like that. Not the last, but it was the first. You so know what? That's just the way that some people operate. Now, others operate differently. Like, I've heard stories of, like, Jamie Foxx being on set mm -hmm. and actually interacting, you know, with, um, with extras on set and people and just, like, being all-encompassing. You know mm. what I mean? So, um. Who else was cool yeah. that you've come across? Who else was super nice? Um, that I've come across is super nice. Yeah. Um, the guy that plays Tommy, um, Joseph Sikora, man, he's like the nicest really? guy. He is nothing. As a matter of fact, I was just hanging out with him um a few weeks ago. Um mm -hmm. and um at Stewart Cinema and Cafe in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Um there was a, like a fan event which I participated in, I actually did a Q&A uh, after um, they screened the season premiere. Yeah. And, um, but he came out along with um, the other gentleman that plays the, um, the the Italian mob boss. So they both came out and like did this whole fan thing and they surprised the audience. And it was a, How it was tall a thing. Is jo what's his name? Joseph? Sick Joseph. Um, we're about the same height. He's a, he's a, yeah, he's tall. He, we're about the same height. I never would have guessed yeah. that he was tall. I never would have. Yeah, I thought tall. he was like ghosts. I'm sorry, uh, ghost height. Well, you, you guys know. Yes, Omari, Omari. No, no, no. He's taller than me. No. Um, you know, I actually had the opportunity to spend all day on, on set with him as well. Um, but no, he's he's a big guy. He's a big guy. He works out the whole thing. So yeah. <laughs> That's a, let me ask you this: How mm -hmm. in the hell do you? Because I know you just did a theater show as well, uh, Upstate, correct? Yeah. 
Hi. No, uh, actually, I was in Long Island. Um, that was in okay. Okay. Oh, he was fancy, y'all. The Hamptons. He went to the Hamptons to perform. Oh my god! So, so nice. <laughs> theater is theater is like in your face because you're right there with the audience. You are seeing their reactions. You're trying to not you try not to get distracted by the idiots that are on their phone that don't know theater etiquette. How do you memorize your lines, though? Like, how, tell me what you do. Tell me the secret, because I need to know. A lot of repetition. Um, so the, it starts with, first of all, knowing um, knowing the story. Now, knowing the story will guide mm-hmm. you in, in, knowing, uh, in knowing your lines. But specifically, line learning, um, just the, the science of it, a lot of repetition. There are different techniques. So I, what I was taught and how I was trained was to um, write down all of your lines. Oh, and write my God. Lines. Psychologically, <laughs> there's, there's a connection between writing down the words and seeing the words in your own handwriting and to make that connection. Yes. Okay, it, yeah, it's that's like, really it's hard. It's like a physical thing. Um, a another thing I do um, is also I... Um, I record myself on um, on a tape recorder. I record my voice and I listen to it. As so you if just I'm, did that for your uh, this theater show that you just did. You you use these techniques. So you're, you're a pro by now. Do you still have to do that? Yeah, I've been I've been doing I've been acting for twenty years now. So you know okay. I've been doing it a, a, a bit. Um, yeah, and I, like I, I work out and look at my scripts. Like I'll get on a treadmill and run and read my lines and um, to get my body. So there are uh, there are a few techniques that, uh, that I that I use. So, now yeah. you are six two. You're a very muscular Nigerian man. Um, one thing yeah. that I know is that all actors have to have a side gig. What is your side gig? Um. Well. Um. Uh, well, I I taught for for years. I used to teach after school. Um, I was going to say York. you could be a you could be a Chippendale or something. You you could. I'm gonna say, guys, you, you you all know that I post pictures of every guest. I'm gonna post this picture. You you, you got to send me a full body one too, because I'm sure the ladies are gonna enjoy that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay, so let's, let's we're gonna get off of power. We're gonna get off acting because you can't tell me anything anyway. So eh. I want to talk about you, your personal life, your real life, your family, because that's what we do here on. I know I'm crazy. We want to kind of learn who the heck these interesting people in the world are that we we have a chance to listen to and meet and talk to so you are nigerian american are you yoruba Igbo? like i know some nigerian oh okay okay, okay i know i know my now guess what though i did do two nollywood films back in the day oh for real who did you i did so there was this guy named pascal uh pascal atuma he was a director oh and um i met jim ike that's a for those of you that don't know Jim Ike is his, uh he's a really big comedic actor um uh, a Nigerian comedic actor so I met okay. him yeah yeah like I worked with a couple of these people I have to go find the pictures um I have some okay. old clips on my old YouTube yeah yeah back in the day when I thought I was trying to be on somebody's camera so what okay. are you you're about Ebo what are you uh, what you uh, listening? Listen, <laughs> I know, honey. I can make fufu. Let me tell you, I Miss Naja, Miss Naja can make fufu, honey. I can make you some peanuts. Oh, you make fufu? Yes, I can eat it. I eat it better than I can make it. Though I can't eat it better than I can. Oh, that's funny. Yo, um, no, so I'm Igbo. Um, so I'm I'm a full blooded Igbo. Both my parents are Igbo. They speak the language. Well, my they my dad passed away um years ago, but my mother. 
my mother speaks the language. She cooks the food. So I grew up mm. eating food, the loaf oh, rice. That's why you're so big. That's why you're so big and tall. Probably. Yeah, and, gonna... and if you can make a good pot of jollof, like I'm there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm there. Um, but yeah. So, do you speak so, the language? Um, a little bit. I was actually about to get into it. You read my mind. Um, so, yeah, I, I speak a little bit. I know a few phrases, but I am not fluent. Okay. Um, okay. But, you know, um, so if I were ever to say, uh, greet you, I would say, Kedu. Kedu. And, uh, Kedu, and then, like, you would respond, Adema. You know what I mean? So that just means, um, how are you? And then you would respond, I'm well. You know what I okay, mean? Okay, can we practice right now? Yes, we can. Okay, do it. So, uh, Kedu. Adema. Yeah, ah! yay! You got it. <laughs> okay. okay okay so tell me about your family situation you know my condolences you said your father has gone on now but yeah, he, what, he, what was the family life like what was home life like growing up growing up so uh i grew up in a single parent household mainly um and things were tough um because my mother's uh my mother's cna um and i grew up in actually in durham north carolina Oh, really? Yeah, I'm from, yeah, I'm from the that. South. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Mm -hmm. Now, y'all know I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, born and raised. You from North Carolina? Born and raised. You were from Brooklyn. When did you come to New York? I came to New York 11 years ago, and I actually moved here from Chicago. I lived in Chicago like four years, uh, for four years before I, I made the leap here. But yeah, I was born in, um, in Durham, North Carolina, born at Duke Medical, Duke Medical Center. What? <laughs> you are yeah. literally a southern boy, a southern Niger boy. Yes, ma'am. That I don't sound like it because of the years and years of, of voice training that, that I've had uh, doing theater because um, one thing they beat into you when you're training um, in these conservatory theater programs is yeah. they want you to have a non-regional accent. That's sort of changed in the last um, several years. But right. when I was in school, they wanted you to have what what was like a Midwestern non, you know what I mean, um, non-regional accent so that no one could really tell where you were from. But so now what did you sound like before you learned to not speak your local, uh, you know, with your, with your local twang? Oh, I was, oh, Southern, like, you know, with the draw. Really? And, I cannot uh, believe you. Yeah. I cannot believe this. Like, I, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, I had, you know, and it comes out sometimes, like if I'm talking to someone from back home that has nothing to do with acting but like a childhood friend it'll come out sometimes but um I you just, know i'm like i wish you could see my face right now i'm floored i'm flabbergasted <laughs> okay well you know yeah i know we said we we're gonna move into the family stuff but let me ask you this so yeah. here right here recently i don't know about you but i've seen an insurgence of british uh african wait how do i put this black actors and they are of british descent or am I saying mm -hmm. that right? Um, uh, I think what you're trying to well, say is... Well, they're of African descent, African descent, but they live... Okay, yeah. They're of African descent, but they're, you know, they're British people. But I've seen yes. a lot of them getting roles that uh, are typically meant... You know, they're African-American roles. And they're traditional right. African-American roles, such as a right. slave or a Baptist preacher or, right. or, or something like that. And... I was talking about it with a friend of mine. Like, why are we importing all these actors from over there um, to do work on American film and television? And so well, what, what, I, what's your answer? 
My answer is, um, and no disrespect, because I have a lot of black British actor friends. I actually worked with two British theater companies, and I still keep in contact um, with a lot of my castmates um, mm -hmm. from those productions. Um, but it has to do with the, the, the legacy of, of racism in this country. Let me break that down. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a, a friend on Facebook. We were going back and forth. and um, She made a great point. Uh, it, it just from my vantage point, it seems as if a lot of these uh, producers and casting directors um, like to import um, these black British actors because they don't they don't have to face the baggage of American slavery um, by bringing these people in. Now, what do I mean by that? What do you mean um, by that? So um, when when a so-called African-American is brought in, and, and by the way, I hate that term. I just consider myself black. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, I, I really, I despise that term. But I tell all my friends that too, like, especially my white friends. They're like, I said, listen, you don't have to be so politically correct and you can't call me what I am. I'm not offended by just by being called black. I, I like it, right. actually. Yeah, like we call yeah. them white, so call me black. Like, it's, you know, right. keep it simple. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, basically they don't have to face the history of what their people have done to our people. Um, especially when you're dealing with like a British actor that's playing a historical figure, um, a historical black figure, like a Harriet Tubman. She's or any yes. of, the actress or that any just got cast icons. to play Harriet Tubman. She's a British woman. Chitowell right. that played, uh, what was it 40 years a slave? He's what, British. 12 years a slave, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Damn. Um, <laughs> yeah. they're brilliant actors. Don't don't get me wrong. You know what I mean. Absolutely. They're, they're brilliant, but um, my you know, from my standpoint, there are a lot of brilliant Black American actors that can that can blow your socks off. Um, but yeah, so my, my thing is, they they don't have to deal with the baggage of of the legacy of American slavery when they bring in a, a, a British a British artist. They they don't you know what I mean because so are we bringing the baggage on set is that what you're saying like are they just no we're not bringing with? the baggage on set what it is it's like it's like when a person faces their demons you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. it, it's like you know when when you face your demons when you know you've done something wrong and then you have to deal with the repercussions of it you know especially when you're dealing with um, heavy subject matter um, in in a, in a film or something so. Yeah. Right. You, you know, you just don't want to deal with it. A lot of people don't want to deal with the reckoning of, you know, the consequences of their actions. So that, that's what it is for me. So when they bring in a British artist, they don't have to be faced with American history. Now, now Great Britain, they have their own issues with, with racism and mm -hmm. the whole, um, you know, the whole um, Windrush um, generation. Um, of, of blacks that came out of the Caribbean to help rebuild right, after right. World War II. They have and their I, own history mm -hmm. with that. And but I only American recently learned about that. I was like, yeah, literally just learned yeah. about that. That's amazing yeah, that I'm so, only 25 years old and I'm just now hearing about that. <laughs> right. Y'all know I'm not 25. So, you know, I was, <laughs> I was having this discussion with one of my friends, um, you know, straight up from London. Like, she's, she's from across the pond. And, you know, we were, it's, it was very much a debate but it got heated and one thing that she said that i knew to not be true she said well us british actors we're better trained than american actors and we are not more true. humble and i 
said, what? Why do all you guys come over here to Yale Actors Conservatory and like all of the ones that we have here? Like, are you are you kidding me? Who? Not true. That is not no, true at um, all. I mean, it's not. No one is better than the other. True. True. It's just that you know, um, you know, being blacks in this country, we we don't run the industry. We don't right. run the industry, so mm -hmm. we don't dictate how it goes. You know, um, white people dictate the industry, so they make a, a majority of the choices. Mm, you wait, you, you know? said black people. Uh, no. No, we don't. You said yeah, we white people. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I mean, the, the industry, most right. major industries. Industry, do, so, if, if we're if we look at it in 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 all fairness, because this audience, thank God, I've been blessed with an extremely diverse audience: black, white, Latino, um, Pacific Islander. Like literally, I'm sorry, if I've, I've left. I know I left a lot of groups out. Um, so forgive <laughs> me for that. But we've been blessed with such a diverse audience, and the reason I like having these conversations is because some people come here, like this is the only time they can, they, you know, I'm the closest person they know, like I'm the closest black person they know. And sometimes I feel like it's my job to kind of share these stories so that they can be enlightened on not only the plight of black people, but, you know, sometimes I'll have feminists on here. Sometimes I have anti-feminists on here. So, you know, that's one thing that I, I try to drive home. And I didn't mean to spend so much time talking about this. Like I want to move on to talking about, <laughs> You, 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 mm -hmm. you. So I, this, I don't know. This is me generalizing. And I don't know if this is racist for me to say, but I rarely hear of Nigerian people being raised in single parent households. Like, I, I, I don't know how common that is. Like all of my friends that are Nigerian, both of their parents mm -hmm. are long married. So was it because your parents came to America? Um, well, so your your first um actually your first statement um um they exist in single parent households um in um Nigerian American households mm -hmm. um it happens I know of a few um and number two um no I mean for the most part yeah you will find nuclear families um you know that are able to like stay close and stick together now. Uh, my childhood was very, very different um, in the sense that my parents did get divorced when I was very young. Mm -hmm. um, my my dad had issues, um, you know, um, God bless him. He had issues, um, you know, I hadn't, you know, and I hadn't actually seen my father since I was 10 years old. And then the next thing I heard was that he passed away um, oh. in 2005. In 2005, um, I was in my mid-20s. So you hadn't seen him Chicago, making it, making it as an actor in Chicago. And I get a phone call from one of my siblings telling me that uh, he passed away in Nigeria. Now I hadn't seen the man since I was 10 years old. Um, and then the, his absence did, did affect me um, because he, uh, he actually got deported back to Nigeria. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. He actually got deported back to Nigeria and, um, and you know, my mom raised uh, three brilliant children, um, basically on her own um and, you know and, we, and i grew up in the hood you know um if i go back to durham right now if i take you to durham um, with me right now mm -hmm. i can take you straight to east durham to the block to the blocks i'm from you know uh, yeah. hardy street road um you know east durham you know what i mean um austin avenue cornwallis projects my duke of terrace projects like 
Man, I, I was don't know in, too much about the Carolinas. I haven't hung out. I, I was in the hood. Now, anybody that knows anything about North Carolina, especially about Durham, mm-hmm. Durham is gully. Like, damn man, I don't Durham, want you to. If you take uh, me to no, Durham, if you take me there, no, I don't want to go to the projects in the hood, man. Damn, I don't want to <laughs> go. Just take me to the gallery. No, like, you so. know, this, and this is why, like, I I try to go home as often as possible and do like charity events and like host things. Just to let people know that I'm from where they're from, and I made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, you made it out they, of there. Could, yeah, especially for the for the children. Um, I was just there in May um, doing a charity event. I hosted uh, my good friend Tracy Hester, who owns uh, Trendy, um, uh, uh, a franchise of uh, nail salons called Trendy Nails. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she invited me to host her, um, you know, her her community event. Okay, okay. So you've yeah. gone back and do work. So can we, is it is it okay? I don't want to dig too deep and I don't want to pry, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, part of what we discuss here especially is the family dynamic because that helps me to understand and it helps the audience to understand who you are and why, the, why you are the way you are. And a lot of those questions are answered in our childhood experiences. So if you'll allow me to, now I'm not going to poke and prod and you tell me if I'm going too far, but I do want to know more about dad. And, okay. you know, especially that, the absence and why, first of all, why, where was he and why did he never try to, you know, did did he try to establish a relationship? You said you hadn't seen him. Why did you go to Africa? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I actually don't know. And you can ask anything. I, I won't get offended. Trust me. Okay. Um, um, I actually don't know. I actually don't know. Um, you, you know, uh, he did try to contact me via email. Okay. When I was in college um, at North Carolina A&T, Aggie Pride, I got to put that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he did try to contact me, but um, at that point in time, I was still I was still angry at him, just not knowing right. both sides of the story, and you know what what we what we go through, you know, in the human condition. I didn't know his side of the story. All I knew was you know what I he wasn't there. Yeah, and my mother's side of the story. But as a young man, I was just angry and I didn't answer the email. And the very next thing I heard is that he passed away. But I don't, but to answer your question, I don't know what happened, why he was, what he, why he did what he did. Um, I did have cousins um, in Nigeria that um, that reached out and tried to tell me, um, you know, how much he loved he loved us, my me, me and my sisters mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I just wasn't trying to hear it. You were trying you know, to hear it, man. You know, I was uh, I'm working on this piece for the blog and it kind of talks about things from the child's perspective. You know, when dad is displaced from the home, he leaves because of divorce or whatever. You know, in your case, mm-hmm. de- deportation, separation, divorce. Um But he they got divorced first and then he got deported after. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, yeah. And so, looking at things from the child's perspective, cuz I know you said and I've heard from a lot of kids, when they watch their mother struggle or live a more difficult life, doesn't that yes. cause them to have even more angst against dad? Like, even if dad is paying child support and he's coming every other weekend, doesn't that cause the kid to be like, dang, like, my mom is struggling. Like, I blame my dad. Or did it, did it, do, did that happen for you in that case? Um, yes, yes, it did. It did. There were numerous times where I'm like, my mom was working two jobs, sometimes three jobs, was struggling. I can't afford the shoes I want or the clothes I want for school and where is he? You know what I'm saying? Why, right. isn't, why aren't I getting any help? 
why are me and my sisters, why are we forced to try to make straight A's and try to get college scholarships so that, you know, we can ease the burden where, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah those questions come up to me. So how do, you, how do you apply that in your own fatherhood? Because you have a baby, baby girl. She's so cute. How do you yeah, apply that? Because and you're not with her mother, right? No, I'm not. Actually, her mother, um, so we were together, but, you know, we just couldn't work it out. Yeah, um, have, but, hey, that's why we got this podcast, honey, believe me. Right. <laughs> that's since, why we tear. <laughs> but since she's gotten married, you know, she got married about a year and a half ago um, to, to this guy. Okay, and, um, nice, nice. You know, and um, I was, and we were all just together just this past weekend at my daughter's birthday party, and uh, you know. You know, wow. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's a, it's about the child. You know what I mean? That's Whatever. what everybody says to me, Kay. But sometimes that's bullshit, though, because people say it and then they end up fist fighting at the birthday party. And so, uh, no, not you. Yeah, not you. But right, right. Yeah, but I hear you. <laughs> so I guess the, I guess the dynamic would be kind of different because your daughter does like she's not necessarily watching mom struggle in the same sense that you witness your mother as a single mom and so Not her journey have you ever thought about what happens i was reading this article today that's why it's fresh on my mind um mm -hmm. this dad was kind of flustered because his daughter was getting married and she asked could she have the stepdad and the dad walk her down the aisle and dad was like pissed now i could not imagine like you have this biological entitlement over this child and the fact might be, remain, if the mother is a custodial parent, that means her, her person, her guy, is spending more time with their child. But you're still dead, right. though. So how in the hell is Tamike going to be? Let's just say, let's just say that, that, that became your journey, your, your story, your testimony. What mm -hmm. you going to say? What are you going to say? And she's like, Daddy, I want you and Mr. Bob to both walk me down the aisle. And what are you going to say? Have you ever thought about this? Uh, I have not actually, but what I would say is that's probably a good time want, to think about it. Yeah, I would be um whatever you want, baby girl, because it's not about me. It's not about me. Sometimes you have to take the ego out of it, which mm. is why I was there for my daughter on Saturday. You know mm. what I'm saying? Now, I have not always been this way because a few years ago, you know, at, at her birthday party uh, when she turned four, I showed my complete ass. <laughs> You know okay, you gotta tell us why. Why did you show your ass? Why you do that? To I me? complete you... ass because. And we just finished talking about how nice you are. And I'm giving you your props. Now you go tell me. I just. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, because um, I, What's I mean, scenario? I, was, I, I was angry at a lot of things. Um, right. Um, a lot of the choices that my daughter's mother made, and a lot of the moves she made, um, just did not make sense and did not sit well with me. And the way everything, um, uh, the way the way everything happened, um, mm. just, just was so foul to me. Um, okay. You know, I just felt that it wasn't fair. Um, that I, you know, that I had to sit here in front of this guy's face. You know what I mean? And when, when you know, number one, let 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 me just say this: communication is everything. Man, when you are transparent. You and you're open, and you are upfront, then things will go a whole lot smoothly. Oh I just felt like at the time, um, her mother was not being upfront with me. It's just right. as simple as that. Just now, as simple as that. Like, now, playing devil's advocate. Play, playing devil's advocate. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Now, a lot of times people, 
a lot of the reasons, most of the time, rather, I notice that people are not willing to tell their child's other parent pieces of their personal business because they just don't want to. And to you, it looks like they're lying and hiding and being manipulative, but they simply, for whatever reason, don't want you to know that, oh yeah, I do have a new relationship. Oh yeah, I got a new job. You know, just for whatever reason, because you're not in the same household anymore. And most of the time we're not friends. So what if she just didn't want you to know her, her business? And you, did you feel entitled to know? Because I find that a lot of us, and me included, I'm, all of us, and all you guys listen to, a lot of us do kind of get mad because we're like, damn, you could have just told me. Not Right. So what if she just didn't want to tell your ass? And I don't know what it is. You yeah. don't have to disclose what it was, you know. But she, she just didn't want to tell um, your she, ass. She did. She did want to tell me. So you went to the yeah, birthday uh, party and you showed your ass. <laughs> Right. And this, what did you do? Like a, this is like a year. This is after a year of everything just being tense and just a year after the first incident, like, jumped off. Okay. You know, okay. Um, I'm just going to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like she should have focused on raising our daughter and not trying to get into a relationship. Mm. The one thing, the one thing that, because number one, the way she came at me, she was like, well, we're still a family, you know, even though we're not together, um, you know what I mean? So she she basically told me one thing and then did another. Then all of a sudden, without telling me. Here she comes with this guy. Yeah, certain things happen, you know what I mean? And it's like, whoa, wait a minute, you know what I'm saying? That's why I said communication, Mm -hmm. being up front, I'd have been cool. Not that you have to check in with me or that you have to get permission. For me, just be honest. That's all I was. That's all I'm about. You know what I mean? And <sighs> I just felt like she was underhanded and sneaky unnecessarily. You know what I mean? Because one so, thing I, I try to avoid is drama. That's one right. thing. I, only only drama I like is on stage or screen. In my life, <laughs> not in real life. So I'm assuming that the arrangement was, hey, before you move on in a relationship, then let's just kind of give one another heads up. You know, definitely before you allow that person to meet our baby was that someone yeah because one thing i didn't get to say um just very briefly is that because my my whole fear for lack of a better word or concern is that um in the news damn near every day you're hearing about i already know what you're gonna um, say yeah you already know what i'm gonna say but i'm gonna say it anyway Mm -hmm. you all you always hear about these these children being abused by a mother's you know what I mean, boyfriend. Right. Either either getting beaten up and, and, and you know what I'm saying, and killed. Or, or something or, else. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or being sodomized or whatever. Yeah. You always hear these cases. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And being, and being that I didn't know this guy, I didn't get a chance to know what he was about. You know what I mean? She didn't yeah. give me the opportunity to know. You know, I was right. Uh, right and rightfully, I had, I, I had feelings. Yeah, uh, let me. Let so me let me ask you that. this, Tamika. Where does it yeah. come to the point to where you say, "But I, I have feelings, but I trust my co-parents' judgment." What is it like? Um, how come that did? I don't think that registers for a lot of co-parents, women especially. I hear it from dads a lot too, but women like I don't know her, and it's like, well, if you don't like this person, then your co-parent they ain't gonna leave them. Probably not, you know. So, like. Why, why couldn't you just, why didn't it click in your head to say, I'm going to trust her judgment? Was it ego? 
Uh, wow, good question. Um, no, it was not ego. Um, because here's the thing: I I know um I I know my ex, like I know my ex, mm-hmm. and um, let's just say um at the time I did not trust her judgment, and it took a minute um for her to convey to me that she knew what she was doing okay and then after i had and then after i had um a chance to actually be around him and see how he moved and you know and um you know he called me on the phone a few times and we talked you know what i mean oh we got a chance to talk about but we but right now like i really i really don't deal with him and that's my choice yeah, I really yeah. don't deal with them. Like we were at the party, um, you know, the other day, and you know, I said hi and bye to him, and that was pretty much about it. It's right. not that I avoided him. It's not that, not you know, really because good. I didn't have I didn't have to go to the party. I could have just picked my daughter up and had a day with her myself. Mm-hmm. But I chose to celebrate so that my daughter could see all of us together in the. And healthy I bet life. she was really happy too. I know she. Oh my felt god, she was making of the place. I posted pictures on Facebook. And Instagram and like she was just the most I happy. I saw them. I saw. I was like, man, these people can yeah. come together. And you know, a lot of times we'll see these pictures and we just behind the smiles. We don't know that. You know, we don't know what conspired a year year ago. I got a client of mine right now. She mm-hmm. and her child's father's new girlfriend. By the way, the new girlfriend knew that the biological mother was kind of, you know, she was aggressive. So she brought her cousins to the birthday party. And it was just like a, a blowout. When I say it was world star hip hop, like world star ass oh, beat, boob slang and weed flying, like it was a mess. Like yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I gotta commend you for, you know, for your family being being beyond that point. And yeah. you don't have to be his friend. Like you don't have to be homie's friend. There's nowhere in the room. Right. I don't have that. to be his friend, but you know, I do understand that he's helping raise my daughter. Yes. You know what I mean. And, and I do have to interact with him, you know what I mean? Like when the mother is like unavailable and I have my daughter and I have to mm-hmm. drop her off, you know what I mean? I drop her off with him. How is that on a man's psyche? Like, does that feel like what like in the, cause I'm not a father, obviously not a guy, but mm-hmm. what does that do to you as a dad when you're like, I'm handing my child off to this other man that's in this step role in her life? Does that hurt? Like, how do you deal with it? Mm, it doesn't hurt because I'm living my I'm living my best life. Trust me and believe that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trust me. Um, if you if you saw, um, you know the you know if you follow me on on you know social media, and you saw um you know who I brought to um the Power Red Carpet premiere in Madison Square Garden. Wait, wait a minute. Let me hold on. Let me go see. Let I'm me go to your page. Hold on. Hold on. Let me go on my Instagram right <laughs> like, now. No. Hold on. Oh, here you go. Okay. There's your picture. Let me follow you. Y'all, he is Tamike OG. T-O-M-I-K-E-O-G. Yeah. Now, let me just yes, go ma- see who he bought to the... Okay, I see you on your stage play. I see you at the gym. Power. <laughs> I see your arms out again. Okay, you're naked again. Oh, is this... No. Okay, I don't see. Okay, it's too much scrolling. Okay, you just got to tell me. Tell um, me, who did you take? Um, so, um, you know, I, I have, I have a really, a really great, um, really, really great, um, 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 I'm looking for <laughs> pictures. Um, um, 
Okay, I don't see. You know what? I, I'm gonna. You guys go and look, okay? Because I can't find it. His. Yeah. Let's, we're gonna go to his Instagram together, y'all. It's Tamike O G T O M I K E O G. And make sure you yeah. tell him that Naja sent you. When you guys go look at it, let's bum rush his Instagram. Make sure you all follow and let's bum rush him and just tell him I sent oh, you. Oh yeah, sure. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't see, but I see a lot of beautiful women on your your page. So you're living best life. So it doesn't affect you. Like it doesn't. I ask my husband that sometimes. I'm like, how are you? I guess, how would you be okay? Because I see, I thought men were territorial, but I see mothers are extraordinarily territorial. Like, I can't imagine what would have happened if you take took one of these beautiful women on your Instagram to the birthday party the other day. You know what uh, I don't know. You know, uh, it would be, um, I don't know if it would be a problem or not. Um, I would think so, because everyone's moved on at this point. Right, I everyone's gone, you know, it, it, and everyone's situation is different. Um, it yeah, could be a problem, because it, it could it not could. be a problem. Come on now. I mean, I'm saying that just, uh, that I'm being so sarcastic right now, because we all know. Right, no, that it, I mean, some... it, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a problem, <laughs> but, you know, people, people do get in their feelings. So um, would you, since you were not paid the respect of, you know, hey, let me meet, meet your new person. Is that off the table now, or is it still something that you're going to do? Like, are you going to be the bigger person? Be like, hey, I got this new lady friend. She's going to be helping with our baby. I want you to meet her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to eventually come where, you I know. I think that I, would be nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to gonna reach that point. I'm Probably still scrolling on Instagram. <laughs> I don't see a picture of her. I mean, I do see this one lady from August 12th. She's beautiful, but I don't know if the, you call her the homie. So, no, that's not her. See, I'm being nosy. Hold let me, on, hold on, let me hold focus on. on this podcast because I'm looking for hold some on, tea. Let's, let's have an Instagram moment. Hold on. <laughs> hold on now. Okay, so I'm looking at T-O-M-I-K-E-O-G. That's your Instagram, right? That is my Instagram, yeah. I see yeah. your baby girl. Um, After your stage reading, I see some celebrity friends. Oh, I see Dapper Dan on here. I love him. Yeah. I love him. Oh, I see. Um, what's this girl? Cam Cameron's ex girlfriend. I see her on here. Hmm. Oh yeah, you just scrolled. Oh, hold on. That might be a Throwback Thursday. Hold on. All right. Okay. I'm okay. See, yeah, I've, I've gone too far down. I think I have. Yeah. You, um. So. I don't see you. Okay. So while you're scrolling, let's keep talking. So uh, when when that happens, you said that you will like when it's time to make the introduction or introduce her to your daughter. You will pay the respect of being like, okay, I mean, hey, this is my lady friend. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, because she's going to be involved, you know. What happens if your child's mother says, I don't like her? She seems very mean. Her energy is off, and I can tell she has a bad spirit. Too bad, so sad. That's going to be my answer. <laughs> And if that happens, then make sure you tell your new woman to join VIP stepmom because, honey, she's going to need it. But hopefully mm -hmm. her situation does not negate something where she needs stepmother support, you know, when your okay, drama so, starts to happen. So not to interrupt you, but if uh -huh. you go to August 21st, if you oh. go to um, where it says um, Madison Square Garden, and I have the actual, like, ticket, and yes. I'm holding the ticket. And if you, oh, okay. Uh, uh, 21st. Let's see. Boom. It's a picture of Ghost or Amari. Amari. Right, August 21st. Swipe Swiping. Okay. There's a video. Oh, ooh, this is her. Oh, she's yep. cute. Oh, I think she's the one. 
Oh uh, yeah, she's the one. She's not gonna let you go. And I can tell she don't play either. She don't. She don't take bullshit. <laughs> Woo! She don't play games. This gal right here. Oh, she's beautiful. Okay. See, the reason I missed it, guys, because I have like stalked this Instagram. He did not make this the first picture. She's like the third picture. So FYI. Mm. Mm, okay. She's on there, but you got to dig a little bit. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then yeah. let's. We're gonna move on. You mentioned you had like I want to. I want to go back. You know, obviously we don't have enough time to explore your entire family history, but. Mm-hmm. Did they have, have other kids back home in Africa? No, um, we were only, we were his only ones. Really? Yep, we were the only ones. Do you, how does that go? Because you know when there's an absentee father situation and you have this anger, this innate, um, understandable anger. How do, how do you work that anger out? What do you do? Like, what's your thing to get it out of your your system? Um, well, for me, I write a lot, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I grew up uh, writing rhymes and rapping, so I really would You're a rapper write too? About... Oh, yeah, I've been, yeah, actually, I've been rapping since before. Um, oh, I wow. Acting. Man, I, hold so, on, we might, we, we might need to do a freestyle battle real quick, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so sometimes, you, you, sometimes you see on, on Facebook where I actually will write a freestyle off the top of my head. And I'll post it on Facebook. I actually did it the other day. What? Um, okay, yeah. see, I got to go see it. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. So, but, okay, so, so you can work out. One of so your yeah, ways to kind of decompress um, is writing. Yeah, I actually write. I, um, I work out a lot. Um, it gets out a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you still feel that? The, the absent, like the anger from the absence? Or... Is that I mean, it affects you to this day because we all want a father to teach us things. Uh, I did miss out on a lot, you know. Um, I had to like, I had to learn how to tie my own tie, you know, things like that. You know what I mean? I had to teach myself everything as opposed to having um, my my father teach me. You feel me? Mm, so yeah. you know, it did affect me. And Every um, day. and and I grew up, you know, in a community where unfortunately single mothers were were the norm. So we all grew up, we all grew up without a you know a, a central father figure, you know what I mean? And unlike my my friends, I didn't have big brothers or big cousin or uncles around, you know what I mean? I did not have that. It was just my mom. So I literally had to teach myself everything about being a man. About do being you, a man. Do you look back and see anything that your mother could have done differently? Because I see a lot of single moms with the same plight that your mother had. And a lot of people in one of my, you know, I have a couple of Facebook groups and a lot of people will be like, hey, well, go find him some male mentors. What about a coach? What about a guy, a guy at church? What about this? Do- Here's the thing. My mother's an immigrant. So her, her you know, her worldview is totally different. My mother does not have a Western you know, um, mentality. My mom, my yeah. mom's from Africa. She, a total different culture, total different thing going on. Um, so a lot of those uh, resources, she simply was um, was ignorant to in terms of like getting me mentors and things like that. Yeah, um, yeah. in my community, um, I did have mentors, um, you know, and I did have guidance counselors that I could go talk to in school and things of that nature. But, um, you know, just having an innate knowledge of, you know, how to move in this society, my mom didn't have that. Mm. You know, my mom, mom's Nigerian. A whole nother mentality. 
Oh, she Whole spoke English was probably what a learned language. I mean, I know that English was spoken obviously back in in Nigeria, but you know she spoke another language, a cultural barrier. Like, there was a lot of yeah. different stuff. So then, yeah. Yeah, so. let me okay. And I know we're going we're going to wrap up here soon because y'all know I just could t- I could really talk to you all day, Tamika. I really we can this talk is all day. I'm, I'm this is the first I'm, time you and I have ever spoken, but I feel like I've known you for years just because I see you on Facebook, you know, social media yeah, all the time, and so I've been following yeah. you for a long time. So going back though, it's something I meant to ask you, and we got sidetracked. So you said that mm-hmm. there was an issue with the the new guy, the new the um your your daughter's stepfather figure stepdad stepdad okay yeah. there was an issue with stepdad and you mm-hmm. said he called you now yeah oh so because we there that came time we did try to work it out uh we tried to so work how out did that go though i want to know like the first step who made the first move uh he called me and tried to invite me to dinner um at a restaurant um we wow. just can't get our schedule we just can't get our schedules together and that, it's not that i tried to avoid him i really was busy um but, you know, we called, you know, we, we tried to, um, you know, have a man-to-man conversation uh, on several several attempts. It just, it just never happened. Um, but he did reach out to his credit. He did try to reach out, and, uh, you know, so that we can come to some common ground. Um, it wow. just hasn't happened yet. Um, and, hopefully, and hopefully it will happen. Not that I'm against it. It's just that, uh, I, you know, I, I have to move at my own pace. You know what I mean? That's just... Mm-hmm my own personal sanity, you know what I mean? Um, what is and, that? And, well, you know what? I guess, like, the thing that I do with my job, I'm a step family coach, literally eight, nine hours a day, I'm talking to individuals and the common theme amongst biological parents and step parents is, oh, I need more time. Oh, I'm not ready. You know, that's, you know, and I always like to dig into that because when people tell mm-hmm. me that, it's like, well, what does that mean exactly? And then how, how can you quantify what needs to happen before you say you accept a dinner invitation or, you know, in your case, a dinner invitation, but what would, what would need to happen first? Cause I feel like if you don't know these things in your head, then you can always push back and say, Oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But what are the steps of things that need to happen? For me personally, it might be different for other people. Um, mm-hmm. My daughter's mother has to be the one to step up and coordinate that. Oh, Okay. Okay. And she hasn't. So how do you know that she hasn't said, well, you know what, you guys just speak man-to-man. I would rather you two just talk. Because she needs to be the one to reach out to me and call me and to do that. She has to be the one because she caused the situation. Okay. Tell me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, have you communicated that to him? Like, listen, man, I see what you're trying to do. I respect what you're trying to do, but um, I don't think this is happening in a decent order. The reason me and you have beef right now is because of her. So, um, would you want to have a meeting with the two of them then? Like, or would you just rather? Uh, uh, yeah. And, and there have been attempts made in the past to make that happen. Um, it just never happened. But again, uh, we were all just together this past Saturday. Um, and it, yeah, it but, is that, but is that like kind of skating around it? Because we, we can all sit in a room and hee hee ha ha, but then there's a big ass elephant in the room. Right. Somebody needs to kind of bust the bubble because there's still contempt, there's still hurt feelings, there's still people feeling disregarded. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel you. You saying, "Hey, now she causes mess. She needs to set it up. Right. She needs to fix it." Yeah, I mean, what are the I odds of that I... happening? Though, because you said he's tried Ooh. a couple times, so it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Um, 
you bring up a good point. I don't know what the answer to that is. Um, I don't know her at all. I don't even know. Like, if you show me, obviously, I don't know the people in your family. I know you. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't sound like that this personality type, it doesn't sound like she's going to do it. Just because she might not even feel like it's necessary. Because she's like, well, my husband and I are one now. So we speak for one another. And if he's calling, clearly my child's father knows that I've okayed that. And I've probably encouraged it. Because I'm pretty sure she's encouraged it. I can't speak for her, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure she's encouraged him to do that. And she's like... I don't know, but, you know, it it comes to a time that, you know, um, me, just speaking for me, I get tired of being the bigger person sometimes. But he invited you. You didn't invite him. You're the one turning down the invitation. Um... No, I didn't turn it down for sages. Um, our schedules never, never were able to come together. And then, you know, I guess he, you know, I, I guess we, I guess he gave up, you know, trying to make it, make that happen. Yeah, because um, if I invite you on the podcast three times and you tell me no all three times, I'm going to say, hey, well, Tamika, let me know when you're available, okay? And if you never let me know, then that just means it either wasn't a priority to you, you forgot, or you just don't want to do it. So... Hmm. I kind of feel like if I extend an invitation, like it's it's a rejection. Just like you say, you know how rejection feels. It's not a good feeling. I kind of feel like it's an invitation and mm-hmm. you rejected it. Then it's like, hmm, I guess the ball's in your court. Sounds like you have all the power here, actually. You mm-hmm. sound, sounds like you do. Look at me coaching. I'm- Look at me. Come on, I ain't even trying to do this today. Hold on. And then, put, and, then, and, then, and then you put then you put my show in it, talking about I got the power. Oh. I, see <laughs> I see what you're doing. You see, did you you caught that right? Damn, you're smart. I can't get anything past you to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but you know so, what? You know what? Um, eventually, uh, I think it will come together. It's, it's just a matter of time yeah. at this point. Yeah, I think it yeah. will come together, and um, we, you know. As I said earlier, everyone has to work on, you know, in their own uh, personal um, time space to make that happen. I think yes. it will. Like, I have really no ill will toward him, per se. Yeah. I have issues with how it all came together and issues with oh, how yeah. she handled it. That's <laughs> it. I mean, it's nothing personal toward him. But, just, you know what I mean? It's just he kind of walked into a situation where he just wasn't set up to win in, in your eyes anyway. So... I get it, man. If if anybody feels, yeah. trust me, I understand. You know, sometimes it's when I do nothing. Now I, I've been following you. Mm-hmm, now look mm-hmm. at me, me interviewing you. Look at oh, you! I, look at you trying to turn it around on me, y'all. Y'all know I'm I had a radio experience as well. You know, I had a radio <laughs> show. I actually okay. had a radio what? show back in the day with uh, with Terrence J, who I graduated with. Oh, really? Philadelphia. You graduated with yeah. Terrence J. And now yeah, we had a radio show together actually. Um, really? On the campus of North Carolina A and T, ninety point one FM WNAA, on the campus of North Carolina A and T. Nice. And, and now um, both of you are uh, power people. Now both of you are powerful. So I know he's uh, doing. Yeah. What do you do? Like I, a show. And I missed him at the red carpet, and I wanted to speak to him so bad, but um, I didn't get a chance to actually get backstage. And that night was crazy. We'll Man. we'll talk off about that. Yo. <laughs> Yo, but, I um, saw the videos. I saw I was pissed off because Trey Songs did the song. I'm glad 50 changed it oh back. Oh, my God. Um, I saw the red carpet photos. Oh, my goodness. It was like, it looked like it was a madhouse. I wanted to go, too. I, I really wanted to go. Yeah, it was crazy. No, it was well put together, well organized. They did a phenomenal job. 
the concert was long by the time it was over. Everybody tired. <laughs> uh, and they actually showed the first episode there, right? And they showed the first episode after the concert, which lasted oh. maybe 90 minutes, damn near two hours. The 50 just brought out everybody. So what time crazy. did y'all get home? Um, well... <laughs> oh, and well, y'all, he, uh, when he said 50, he means 50 cent, but I guess they're on first name basis, so... That's what he's talking about. Well, uh, what time did I get home? Um, <laughs> like, what time was well, it been over? Like, super late, right? It was over probably about midnight, I want to say, around that time. Oh, my God. It started at 8. It started at 8. The concert was about almost two hours long. Um, the, and then, what about the oh, after party? That That's where the magic happens, the after party. Um, I didn't even go to the after party. Oh. I didn't oh. even go. We, um, okay. You know, we just turned it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. So I see you're trying to turn some of your radio stuff around on me. Do you have questions for me? Because Ms. Naj is always prepared to answer oh. a question. Always. I'll give you two questions. You got you got two questions to ask. Okay. Me. So so you're a stepmom, right? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> okay, so the issues that um that I was confronted with. Mm-hmm. Um well I was I'm I'm not the step in the situation, I guess. You being the new woman in the situation, yes. Um, did um, did you have a chance to talk with your um, with your husband's ex prior to um, me um, meeting um, your step your stepchildren? I did not. Well, you know what we did, but it was always extremely high conflict and acrimonious. And when I said that you kind of, um, your ex set you up for like, set old boy up for, to kind of fulfilling situation in your eyes. Mine was a similar mm-hmm. situation. Like I wasn't set up to be, to win in that situation, not in, in her eyes, just because of how it all came together. And you know how it is when you ended a relationship with a person and you say, Hey, you know, before we have other people, we're going to meet them and we're going to do it this way. That didn't happen because we live here in New York and then they live in a, a thousand miles away. So that just was something that didn't happen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so, you know, when she found out about me, it was just bananas. Like, it went crazy. Who is this person? And okay. you told me that you weren't going to... You know, even though they had both long moved on, they, the relationship was dead, um, mm-hmm. papers were signed, like, all living separately for a year. Um, it's just, you know, these promises that these people made to one another before I even know either one of them existed. Okay. When this nausea came in the picture, that was just like, oh, I'm in love. And, you know, it just got to the point to where it was foul and nasty and aggressive and things that I simply do not tolerate from anyone. I mean, literally, there's no one that could speak to me the way that I was being spoken to. And I would be able to be in the same room with them. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, I I know my boundaries. I know my limits. And so, no, coming into it, there was no, hey, how are you? Um, Are they allergic to anything? You know, they're going to come with us for a summer. Like, there was none of that. There was none of that. I literally came, like, came into it blind and blindsided and started my stepmom and gig just with knowledge of yeah. uh, from my husband on his side. Yeah. So, you know, he could have, like, with, with guys especially, I always say, you know, you, you, you guys can make it. And, with you, and I know you understand this because had your co-parent kind of started it off in a way that, was conducive to peace and to what you guys had agreed with things would be different right. you know you don't exactly. have beef with that other person like there's no beef on my end and mm-hmm. you know it's, it's stranger danger to me it's like she don't know me i don't know her 
But because right. of, you know, yeah, just and my husband, he, he takes full accountability. Like, man, I really dropped the ball. But he was just like, um, all the things that were said to you, all the things that happened to you um, uh, from the other side, from the other household, he said, I wanted to protect you from all that stuff. And now looking back, I see what he meant. Like, I see why he shielded me from that. And that was another reason that caused a lot of acrimony because it appeared that he was protecting me. I was this gentle, delicate flower. Um, and so, you know, that, that hurts, like that hurts a person's feelings. And that makes another person feel very small, especially when they didn't get, they weren't privy to certain things. And so, yeah, yeah. That's, okay. I hope I answered your question. You answered actually both questions that I had. Oh, okay. So okay. <laughs> now, now, yes. you're, now you're the host again. So we switch. Oh, thank you. He's, he's giving me the, the, the podcast back y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, to me, I'm gonna have to. You know what? I'm literally probably gonna have to bring you on again because I could talk to you a million years, but this these podcasts can get so long. But I don't think our audience would mind this one because this was really, really good, wasn't it? I gotta yeah, meet you in person good. now. You know, I'm gonna need some acting lessons. I think I got some gigs coming up, so I'm gonna need you to like, you know, show me the ropes and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might, I want to juice up my acting chops. I was just telling my husband, I was like, yo, I need to call my old agent and just be like, what you got out there for Miss Nacho? I'm here. Hold on, so. You're 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 in Harlem, right? I am. Yes. I I'm in Harlem almost every day. I, I live. Are I'm you? In, yeah, I'm in the Bronx, so I'm oh like right God. outside of. We're neighbors. We're literally neighbors. Yeah. Oh my I'm God! Okay. Front, so, yeah. so then we're gonna have to do this in studio. We're gonna have to do this in studio one day, and then we're gonna have to get cameras so they can actually see you. You know, and I can do a slideshow, and you can show them your muscles, and you can do all that stuff. But he's, you know, he's not he's not single, ladies. So you know, there's that. Just you know, putting that out there. No disrespect to your woman, but she, you know, she knows you want after. She know. Tamike, Tamike, yeah. Tamike, thank you so much for coming on. I know I'm crazy and letting me put you in the hot seat. You you were a great sport. You really were. And I feel well, like I know you very, very well now. And that's the whole point of this podcast. That's what's up. Well, thank you for um you're you're a great host. So I'm at home. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. We will see you all uh Tuesday after next because y'all know i ain't gonna do this every week every other tuesday make sure you look out for a new episode of i know i'm crazy i know i'm crazy i know i'm crazy i know i'm crazy i know i'm crazy